Well, hello, hello. Welcome to the Land of Six. We got a cram-packed episode today. We're going to be going over a couple different things that happened over the last few days in football. Um, We're also going to be doing a breakdown of a few different games from last week. Um, We'll be talking about the Cowboys signing. We're going to be talking about the Eagles tonight's game. We've also got a special guest coming on the air today. Uh, We've got a packed episode, so you know what? Let's go ahead and jump in. Let's go! Welcome to the show. I uh, really had a hard time deciding which games I wanted to go over today, um, but the one that I really like the most that I really want to focus on uh, was the Falcons and Panthers. Uh, that Thursday night football game was... That thing was a work of art, wasn't it? Uh Thursday Night Football has a continued streak of just having the worst games. Literally, you could... It's similar to stabbing your eyeballs with needles. Like, it's it's painful to watch. Um, I don't know what Prime paid for the rights to host these games, but they should try to get recoup some of that money for how bad it is. I'm really not going to spend any time on that game. That game was garbage. Uh, you know... It's weird because I watched Marcus Mariota play lights out against the Niners. Like, you know, he looked like he was fucking Brett Favre, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, all combined, all wrapped up into one. I don't even know if he even missed a throw. And then I watched that game throwing balls while he's laying on his back. Like, I don't know what in the world to think of the Falcons. Like, one week they're competitive at least. The next week they're not. Like, how you lose the Panthers? Like, they don't even have Christian McCaffrey anymore. Like, Panthers seem to be better without him, which doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Um, But the Falcons, you know, I mean, they only put up 15 points. Does he even know who Kyle Pitts is? Like, I don't even feel like he looks his way, which is kind of strange. But uh, I was really just joking. I didn't mean to even go into that game. Um, I do want to have a little breakdown on the Cardinals and the Rams. The battle of the backups. It was something special. You know, uh, both Matt Stafford and Kyler Murray both set out. Surpri- no surprise to Kyler Murray at all whatsoever. I've been talking about it for years now how, you know, he's the, you know, he's, you can count on him to be an August, September, beginning of October player. After that, uh, dude vanishes every year. Um, I don't know. Uh, the battle of the backups was kind of interesting because, um, whenever I was going back and looking at the stats, I felt like it was like, we're going to see whose backup is better because I felt like both teams just threw and threw and threw. And I expected them to run a lot. Like if you have a backup out there, he's not used to taking first reps of the team. So there's not really a whole lot of chemistry. So you'd think they would stick to the ground game a whole lot more. Um, but Colt McCoy threw 37 passes and Wofford threw 36 passes. So, we got over 70 passes from backups. Um, Colt McCoy was definitely better. I don't know if he had the better talent. I mean, Wofford overthrew a ball that injured Cup. I don't know how Cup gets three catches for negative yards. I didn't even know that was really even possible with a player like Cup. Um, but yeah, he ended Cup's season overthrow. I mean, that's terrible. I, that's awful. I don't. I don't want anybody to get hurt. Like I wish we could watch the best, the best play every week. 
Um, but why was he throwing so much? Like, I don't understand how or why. Uh, I mean, if you break it down, let's look at it. You weren't, you weren't, uh, I don't know. It's not like you weren't successful. Uh, you just didn't really give it a shot. Like, Akers and Henderson are both, I considered mid to top tier running backs, and you give them both six carries. That's it. They should be getting 12 to 15 carries at least, at a minimum each. And you gave them both six attempts? It's not enough. Like, I don't know what the game plan was. You'd think, like, all right, if you got Matt Stafford and he's flinging the rock and, like, everybody's, like, catching passes and moving the ball and it's you know it's working like things are progressing forward like it's it's like all right i get it he's scoring touchdowns they're lighting the scoreboard up but whenever you got a backup like what are you what are you doing mcveigh like you got a backup in there struggling his qbr was 21.5 um and you're Running backs, your dual threat running backs that are up there, the best combo in the league, they do 12 carries total. What is that? Um, and then you wonder why you only put up 17 points. Um, James Conner, they were the smarter team. If I were to say, like, who, like, James Conner had 21 carries for 69 yards and two touchdowns, and I'm sure that's why Colt McCoy, who's actually, you know, he's been on the team for a little while, like, that's, I feel like he probably has a little bit better connection with Hopkins than Wofford does with his receivers. I don't know. Um, but that's the way it looked to me. Um, whenever Hopkins got 10 catches for 98 yards and Connor has 21 carries, which is more than Akers and Henderson combined, almost multiplied by two. Um, he also had more yardage. He had two touchdowns. They had one combined. I just, it don't make any sense. Um, the game plan there was really weird. So then is to me, whenever I'm looking at it, it's like no no reason, no doubt in my mind why the Cardinals won. They played smarter. Like that's just it's weird how the Rams are playing this year. I don't understand it at all. Um but congratulations to Cardinals winning the battle of the backups. Hey Um The other two games that I picked Um Cowboys and Packers and also the Vikings and Bills because those games are both overtime thrillers and it's strange how they were very similar in ways like I don't understand um I, I just I, I don't understand I kind of talked about it a little bit I don't understand the Bills in the second half not running the ball at all I think they had two carries in the second half or something like Josh Allen scrambled and put up rushing yards so it kind of makes it a little bit deceiving um but the total the score was 33 to 30. If you didn't watch it, the game had catches for days. Diggs was just lighting it up. They thought his catch was the catch of the year. And then JJ had to go out there and literally have the best catch I probably have ever seen. Like it's right up there with the Odell catch. Like it's absolutely insane what he did, ripping the ball away from the two defenders. They say that he might have helped him catch it. Whatever. That's a bull jive. Uh dude literally ripped the ball out on the way to the ground. I don't even know how he kept it, let alone didn't, like, kept possession of it through the catch. It was absolutely insane. Um, Josh Allen, with a hurt elbow, threw the ball 43 times. 
He was 29 for 43, had more interceptions than touchdowns, both of them in the red zone. He almost had 100 yards rushing. He had six carries for 84 yards. Um, And their rookie running back, who I keep talking about, I don't even know if he's good or not, only got the ball five times. Five carries for 22 yards. Why even use him at all? If you're only going to give the ball five times to him, like don't give it to him at all. Like the, you're not going to get any momentum. You're not going to build up any kind of uh, anything. It's just like you're out there. You run a play and then you go sit on the bench. That's basically a play a quarter. That's a joke. Uh, Diggs did a great job. He had 12 catches for 128. Um, but I think the big thing is uh, you know whenever you look at it, um, you know it's just it's not. It's not going to work whenever you're given 13 carries to one running back for 47 yards. He had two touchdowns. Like, why not keep giving him the ball? Like, you give him the only the ball 13 times. That's your number one. Like, Josh Allen had almost as many carries as Singletary. Like, it, it's weird. Like, you run the ball total, like, with Singletary and Cook. Singletary had 13 carries. Cook had five actual running back running yards 69 yards total all game um i i just i think they need to figure that out and it's not like they're bad at it it's not like their guys are bad i just don't think they they don't run they don't just don't run the ball enough like they don't give them enough momentum i don't i don't get the heinz trade i, I didn't i don't remember his stats i'd have to go back and look at it again um, but I don't remember seeing him. I don't know if it's just that he just got there. I don't know. I don't remember seeing him being used at all. Why even trade up and give a pick at all? Um, hopefully they continue to use him and add him in more. Um, so if I were to just say, okay, um, going into the game, Kirk Cousins is going to throw the ball 57 times and have a QBR at 34.5 and throw two picks. Who in their mind would think, all right, yeah, Bills lose that game. Like, I, I don't know. I, just, I don't understand it. But the other Cook, Dalvin Cook, ran the ball 14 times for 119 and a tud. And they literally didn't make any mistakes down the stretch. Um, there was a couple penalties at the end that I... There's just some questionable stuff down at the end where I feel like they probably honestly... Should have won and won the game literally like in regulation, and then there was a catch that uh, McKenzie made that wasn't a catch that gave him put it into overtime in the first place. So I don't even feel like what's sad is even though the Bills had it won after Josh fumbled that snap in the end zone, um, you know it it should have like literally the Bills should have had no shot to even the drive should have been over. Because McKenzie didn't catch that ball. Uh, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, the Bills somehow find a way to be their own worst enemy. And I feel like it's their game plan. I know I kind of talked out on that a little bit. So I'm not going to move on to the Packers. Um, because I feel like it was one of Aaron Rodgers' best games of his career. I don't really like Aaron Rodgers. Um, but whenever he only throws the ball 20 times um, and throws three tuds, that's some, that's some good sound football. Um, Cowboys were up 14 points going into fourth quarter and somehow they lose like how, 
I just I don't understand how Pollard gets 22 carries for 115. Davis has five carries for 38. Uh, Pollard with 22 carries is over five yards a carry, and Davis with five carries was at 7.6 yards a carry. And you don't run the ball much at all in the fourth quarter. Explain that to me. You're like six yards a carry plus between your two backs, and you stop running the football. How does that even make sense? How do you go? How do you lose a 14 point lead with that momentum running the ball? You don't. Uh, for some reason, Dak threw the ball 46 times. Um, had a QBR of 44.7 through three tuds, two interceptions. Sure, CD lit it up for 11 catches, 150 and two tuds. Um, but the Cowboys had zero points in the fourth quarter. Zero! And in the meantime, Aaron Rodgers was just lighting it up. I mean, it was like he wasn't striking a whole lot. He wasn't dropping back, throwing 100 passes. Um, back to the ball twice as much as Aaron did. Um other than the strip sack that he had, he literally he looked like old school Aaron Rodgers. I think uh, it was a vintage game. For some reason, he loves beating the Cowboys. But whenever you're 14 passes and three of them are tuds, all of them to Christian Watson, the rookie, uh, four catches, 107 and three tuds. That is football. Like one week you're nobody, and then next week you're catching three touchdowns, and that's. You know, that's the beautiful part of football is next man up. They've got some injuries. Sammy Watkins was playing. Um, I always like watching Sammy play. Um, but the big story of this game for me is kind of the way that I feel like every single team in football should play. Aaron Jones had 24 carries for 138. That's a 5.3 average. And then Dylan, A.J. Dillon, had 13 carries for 65 yards. That's 5.0 average. The one-two punch was over five yards a carry. They ran the ball almost 40 times. Why more teams don't do that? I have no idea because that's what works. Um, you know, Lambo's no joke. It's cold. Like, why are you throwing the ball so many times? Like, sure, you're going to get some good plays. You're going to do this and that. Um, but, you know, that's like what I was saying is the Cowboys have a great one-two punch even without Zeke. You know, like, they're <laughs> – it's wild. Like, Davis was the running back that I couldn't think of the other day. He had five carries for 38 yards. That's a 7.6 average on five carries. You only gave him five carries, and the dude had a 7.6 average. That's a first down every two carries. So you only give him five You only give him five carries the whole game. He gets that level of success, and you're like, huh, let's keep pounding this thing out, especially in the fourth quarter. Where did they go? Who knows? It's bogus. Like, if they'd have just ran the ball a few more times, they'd have chewed the clock out, game over. Wouldn't even had to go into overtime. Like, Cowboys beat themselves. It's like they try to say, all right, we gave Dak all this money. He's got to do it. And it's not like there's no strategy to it. It's just like, here, go throw the ball 100 times a game. And it's like, dude, we don't care about whatever. Like, they, like I don't understand. Like, why, why did Pollard, you know, 22 carries, why did the other running back who was doing – literally just as good or better per carry why did he not get more carries on top of it not take any carries away from pollard keep him at 22 why not give him like 10 15 carries on top of it just like what the packers did like they what they watched done to them is what they should have done like and you know it, it just blows me away how you just throw these weird passes and 
to like third and fourth tight ends in the depth chart, like seven, eight receivers in the depth chart, and Cole Weather and Lambeau as the away team. And you don't just escape with the W. Like, how do you let that slip? How do you choke with a 14-point lead with the ball going into the fourth quarter? Makes no sense at all. Um, I'm done talking about the Cowboys. Um, let's get into tonight's game. Uh, tonight, Tennessee goes to Green Bay. And I'm pretty excited because it's two of the best running teams in football. And I really like them. I like watching passing games, but the way that they've got these flags and stuff, like really actually football, rushing football is way more fun to watch these days. Um, Got Derrick Henry going up against the beast duo of A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. And I really do feel like it's going to be a high-scoring game. Um, Everybody's saying low scoring, um, close game, low scoring. It may be close um, most of the game. But I feel like it's going to be a little bit higher scoring than people think because a lot of teams are getting really high yards per carry, and both these teams rush a lot. Both these teams give up a lot of yards um, against the rush. So I feel like it's going to be a little bit of a um, rushing battle. Who can sustain the longest? Is King Henry going to be the victor, or is it going to be the duo? Um, And that's the thing that I've always kind of wondered. Is it better to have two good backs or one great back? Um so it's a good little matchup. I'm excited. I think the score is going to be Tennessee 27, Green Bay 17. I don't think um, – I honestly just feel like Green Bay plays hard to beat Dallas for some reason. But I feel like Tennessee getting Tannehill back, they'll be able to spread the ball out a little bit. Um, and Green Bay's lost Gary. I mean, they've got three main starters out. I don't feel like they are good against the run. I, don't, I feel like they're going to get kind of beat up on the play action. Um, I think Titans – just are better um i feel like they're tougher i think they're gonna put them in submission i think green bay's one win after a five loss streak i don't think it's like oh the packers are here i think it's gonna be one of those type of games where packers are gonna get smacked in the mouth and their rookies that played well are not they're gonna get shut down um they're young i don't i think honestly after this game it's time to watch uh jordan love come in and see what he can do um just because there's no point in playing Aaron Rodgers the rest of the season whenever you can go on ahead and let the rookies all play together. Rookies in the back, like, let – see what Jordan Love has. Like, let let him play the rest of the year. They're out the playoffs, basically. Um, there's still a chance. But when they lose this game tonight, it's basically going to be impossible. So that's something else that I predict moving forward is it's going to be one of those things where um, – the Packers may not, but they should go on ahead and move forward with Jordan Love if they lose tonight. If they win tonight and they can find a way to beat a tough Tennessee team, then maybe that doesn't happen. Maybe they continue to fight for playoff spot, that kind of thing, and just decide um, what to do with Jordan Love in the offseason. Because um, there's lots of opportunities for good players. Um, you just got to get in the right situation. But I think that uh, the thing to look for and look to watch is going to be the run game and the play action who plays better on defense against the run um and is it going to be better to have king henry the the dominant top three back in the game or aj Dillon and aaron jones who are both really good backs but they're a really good they're one of the top one two combos in football so is it going to be the combo of the two running backs or is it going to be the one that's going to be what i look for tonight All right, all right. So 
we're going to switch up a little bit and welcome on our guests for tonight. Um, person we're having on tonight, his name is Chris Hedgecourt. Known him basically my whole life. Um, had a lot of Madden Wars. Uh, last season's uh, fantasy football champion. Uh, big time Chiefs fan. So we're going to go over a whole bunch of Chiefs stuff tonight. Um, how are you doing tonight, Chris? I'm doing great. How are you? Man. I'm blessed. I can't complain. My team just got Christian McCaffrey. We've been looking good since. Well, except for that first game with the Chiefs, you know. But uh, you know, I'm good I'm game. looking. For, I'm, it's looking good. It's looking good. But uh, we're gonna be going over. I'm um, just got a whole bunch of questions. Um, talking about the Chiefs. Um, you ready to get going? I am absolutely ready. Awesome. Let's get going. So. Uh, last couple of years, Chiefs have made uh, big switches since they were in the Super Bowl with uh, Tom Brady. Um, that line was a big thing that they focused on last year. Um, and then this offseason, they kind of switched almost all of their pieces for special uh, specialty positions. Um, how do you feel about the team trades, getting rid of Tyreek, uh, free agency, the draft picks, um, and getting rid of not re-signing uh, Tyron Matthew? How do you feel about their moves? Yeah, I mean the Tyreek trade kind of pissed me off when it happened, but um, yeah, it's it's working out. Um, you know, I didn't think they got great value out of that trade. Um, I thought he was worth more. I mean, you see the season that he's having, but um, yeah, I mean, as far as how it's it's one of those trades, one of those rare trades that are working out for for both teams, and uh, I, I think Kansas City's better off with that. And I think defenses are having a harder time covering. Um, their receivers, they're not sure who the ball is going to go to this year. So, um, and then you see what Tyreek's doing out there in Miami. So it's, that's truly worked out well for, for both teams. And then, you know, Tyron Matthew, you know, I, a lot of Chiefs fans are kind of glad that he's gone. I mean, he was out there making business decisions, not making tackles. And, you know, it's nice to have some guys back there now that are putting their bodies out there and trying to make some plays. And, you know, he's, he's made a name for himself, but, you know, he's, those business decisions, they uh, they come to bite you in the, in the butt, you know, and teams, uh, you know, they don't want players like that. They aren't willing to go out there and, and make tackles. So I I think both trades have worked out. You look at the, you know, the, you see the players they've gotten um, to re- kind of replace Tyreek. Well, not really replace them, but who they were able to get out of those picks. And So you like you know, Juju and you like Valdez Cantley? Well, I like well, I like Juju, and you know they they had Juju before the Tyreek trade, but I think you know you kind of look at these guys like Joshua Williams, they got with that number four pick, um, Brian Cook, the safety out of Cincinnati, Sky Moore. I think these guys are um, certainly uh, worth worth those picks, and you know, you also have to look at the money they saved too, and they were able to get you know they already had Juju, but they were able to you know go get some other guys and save some cap space and. Um, then you got Tony coming in, making plays. So, yeah, I, I think it's working out well. Yeah, I think, you know, that Tony, uh, <laughs> I don't know what was going on with him at the Giants. I think he just, uh, it seems to me, looking at him play, it looked like he was just kind of faking some injuries. I don't know why they weren't using him a whole lot. Um, how, you were saying it pissed you off about the whole uh, <laughs> watching uh, Cheetah go to the Dolphins, and now he's on pace to hit 2,200 yards. How sick is it going to make you if he if he wins the MVP? <laughs> oh, he's not going to win MVP. Mahomes is going to win MVP, but I mean, he's he. I think he's one of the. I think he might be the only non-quarterback that's on that list right now, if I remember correctly. But he's definitely playing well, and it would be great to have that production. But like I said, when he was in Kansas City, they were 
defenses were starting to zone in and kind of, you know, not shut him down, but, you know, it was harder to get the ball to his hand into his hands downfield. And now, you know, you've got five or six guys that can make plays. And, you know, so like I said, it's, it's working out great for both teams. And, you know, I'm glad he's having success there. Um, like I said, I was kind of mad when the trade happened. It kind of came out of left field. I mean, it was like it, it all happened in one day as far as the rumor that he might be traded. And then, and then all of a sudden he is traded. And like I said, I, I would have liked another first round pick for him, but it's working out pretty well. So you can't be uh, too upset. Yeah, for sure. I, uh, you know, the Tony thing, man, he, he's, he's coming on good. You guys got a, a definitely a lot more options. You know, I honestly, I felt like, Juju was one of the worst receiver pickups. I don't, I don't know. I, I felt like AB made his one good year. Like the only reason why he did so well was because AB was drawing a lot of attention. That was one of his better years um, whenever they was he was at the Steelers. But it's working out that Mahomes is just, you know, he apologized for the whole, you know, there's not going to be a number one fantasy option. But he really is spreading the ball around. I think, you know, it, it was good for everybody, you know. Um, cause it's working out. Chiefs are seven and two. Um, did you think, I mean, this is, and I'm going to talk about the second half of their schedule in a minute, but let's focus on where they're at right now. Seven and two. This was a tougher part of their schedule. Um, did you really think that they would be where they're at right now? Yeah, there's no surprise there. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid is Andy Reid and they've worked, you know, really well together in, in their tenure. So, I mean, I, I think those two guys can go out and, and beat just about anybody. And obviously it's great having superstar players like Kelsey and, and Tyree kill when he was here. But I think that those guys elevate everyone around them. So you don't necessarily need another superstar. And, um, but yeah, seven and two doesn't surprise me. It, you know, the loss to the Colts certainly surprised me. Um, the loss to the bills surprised me just because, you know, I didn't expect them to lose to the bills again in the regular season, but you know, it is what it is. And uh, come playoff time, I think uh, Kansas City is going to have their number again. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised at all that they're they're doing well. What was your favorite Chiefs game so far? Man, there's a couple. I mean, obviously the game with the Raiders, that was a great game. Um, winning there at the last second. Um, I, God, I, I thought that had a ch- God, they've had <laughs> such a tough oh, year. Oh, man. Yeah. Did you see? Uh, and I know that this wasn't anything, nothing planned. Did you see Derek Carr's interview where he was crying? Did you see that? I heard about it and I saw like the video was there for me to watch. And I was like, I don't want me to see a grown man cry. So, no, I didn't see it. But I he was about talking it. about how uh, he's trying so hard. Uh, everybody's this. He's talking about his teammates, how everybody's doing everything that they possibly can to even get out there and practice. And so it eats him alive to not have success. Like, you know, I think we've all kind of tried stuff and not, you know, not succeeded before. So I kind of feel for him because I've been talking hella shit because I thought the AFC West was the most loaded division out of any of them. And it's a dumpster fire besides the Chiefs. The Chiefs have looked how they should. And everybody else has been like disappointment. Like, you know, Sure, the Chargers have a decent record, um, but the Raiders, like, I never thought they were – I never thought they'd have the flip record of the Chiefs. I never thought they would have two games like that. Blown 18-point leads. The, the Broncos are disappointing. Um, but as far as, uh, you know, just looking into how, you know, the Chiefs are doing right now, definitely something to feel good about, you know. Um, so, 
looking at adding Tony to the mix of the squad. Um, seen some good things so far. Um, kind of moving forward, he's got like half the season left. Um, what numbers do you like? How, what do you think his average per game is going to be here moving forward? Like, what do you expect out of him? Yeah, um, so it's a really complicated offense to learn, and it's it's going to take you know probably the rest of this year and the off season to to really learn it. Um, they run a lot of options, um, and and Juju has talked about this as well. Where most of their routes, like they run a lot of routes that weren't supposed to be their route. They read the defense, and you know they kind of adjust on the fly. So it's really complicated to learn. So a lot of what he's done so far has kind of just been, you know, Andy scheming him up to, to get open and especially that, that little touchdown um, catch that he had, but making those plays that he's made. I mean, he's definitely shown, a, you know, talent. I mean, the guy adjusted his gloves before going up and making a hell of a catch. So, I mean, he's definitely a very, very talented receiver. Um, and Andy's going to, you know, he's going to draw some things up to get the ball in his hands, but you're not truly going to see his full potential until next year, I don't think. Maybe the postseason a little bit, but next year is when you're really going to see what, what his ceiling's going to be in this offense. So the rest of this regular season, how many targets do you think he's going to have a game? Um, I think he's going to continue to get maybe about, you know, five – six targets a game for you know the next few weeks and i think they're going to really get him geared up for the postseason and I think maybe you'll see some more there in the postseason but you know also you gotta look at this you know the fact too that um you've got um juju probably not gonna suit up this week hardman just went on ir so God, he that's might a be tough for- blow. <laughs> yeah he might be forced into more of a more of a role and he's got the talent to do it i mean you know he, he doesn't have to fully understand the offense to go out and just be good I think it's awesome seeing players like him that get drafted into, you know, and I had a conversation with uh, one of our friends, Tommy, about how, um, you know, certain players are in a lot better situation to succeed, you know, like Mahomes going to the Chiefs as opposed to Baker going to the Browns. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You know, and so that's where it's like it's good seeing players that are dropped onto shitty situations like the Giants going from that to – the opportunity that he's got in front of him, you know, it's definitely awesome. And I kind of cut you off a little bit earlier talking about the Raiders. Uh, what was other than the Raiders game where they won at the last second? What was another one of your favorite games for the Chiefs? Oh, I thought the the first game against the Cardinals was just so important to come out, put you know, shut all the doubters up, just blow out the Cardinals, put up forty four points. You know, all the talk about not having Tyreek. I thought that that was just really important to come out and make a statement in that game. Um. And then, of course, anytime you, you beat the 49ers, that's a good game. So that's that's definitely up there. You know, I'm you're just out so there talking. We're missing so many people because that was bad in the second. <laughs> you're out there talking a little bit of trash with McCaffrey coming in, and so yeah, that was that was fun. That was a fun game. It was cool seeing him play within 48 hours of being there, though. That was yeah. neat. I'm not doing it. Was, so, it was so excitement. Good. There's a lot to look forward to. Oh, yeah. Um, so as far as kind of looking into, uh, they play the Chargers again Sunday night. The Chiefs do. Um, the first game, um, the first game was really close and, you know, that whole injury that he had Herbert, um, I feel like that kind of impacted the rest of the game. Um, do you think this, cause Herbert hasn't really looked great this year, like in fantasy, I've got him on my fantasy team. I think he's like 15th or something and he's putting up numbers, but nowhere like he's been the last few years. Do you think 
it'll be as close as it was last time, or you think the Chiefs kind of blow the doors off of this one? Where do you think this one will be? No, it'll be close. It's going to be close. I mean, a lot of these these primetime games ended up being end up being close games. Uh, this is a divisional game. AFC West. I mean, these games tend to be close, anyways. It's going to be a close game. I think the spread is five, and the Chiefs tend to not cover the spread. I could see it being another three point game. So, what do you let's predict the score on that? What do you think it'll be? High scoring, low scoring? What's the score? What's the final? Yeah, I'm going to go twenty seven twenty four. Chiefs. Of Jeez. course. Of course. <laughs> so um, I was kind of talking about, you know, right now, Chiefs are 7-2. and two. Um, This second half of the schedule is definitely uh, – this second half could have been a lot tougher. But, unfortunately, the Rams are having a meltdown. Um, Seahawks are probably their toughest opponent going into the second half of the season. You got the Chargers, Rams, Bengals, Broncos, Texans, Seahawks, Broncos again, and the Raiders again. Um, who do you think is the biggest threats, and how many of those do you think they'll win? Yeah, I think you're right on, Seahawks. Um, they've they performed way above expectations, and uh, with Gino's ah, been there. a surprise. Oh man, he has. Yeah, then they've got some damn good receivers too. So yeah, it's. That's going to be their their toughest game, I think. Um, I think they win it. I think they went out, to be honest. I mean, there could be a hiccup in there somewhere. But, um, yeah, the Seahawks is going to be there. Well, and I, and I say that, I mean, these divisional games, like I said, they're, they tend to be tough. I mean, that Raiders game was close. Could certainly be close again. Um, of course, the Chiefs might not even be playing their, their starters. Uh, that's a January 8th game, so depends on how the season plays out. But um, I, I think the Chargers and the Seahawks are going to be their, their two toughest games. If, I mean, you got the Bengals too, but uh, you know, I know the Bengals are, you know, they haven't really played the way that they expected to play this year, but it's still going to be a tough game. That's in Cincinnati. A Ugh. Yeah. I mean, they lost their last year plus the playoff. I think they win that game just because they lost two games against them last year. They're not going to lose three, they're three straight against them. So that, that game has been on there. You know, that game has been circled on their schedule since they came out on Kansas For city. Sure. So. so how many of those do you think they, do you, do you think they win out of those? Do you think they maybe lose one or two? If I had to pick one game out of those that they lose, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I Chargers could. I mean, the Chargers could get them Sunday. I mean, again, I like I said, it's going to be a close game, so that could be the one that gets them. But I, I see them winning out personally. Yeah, and that's actually kind of what I see too with the way that they've played. Um, that was actually what you know. I kind of did my own little prediction on it. I think the Seahawks game is going to be tough. Um, and the Bengals, depending on if they can get healthy or not, that Bengals game might be another one too. But yeah, yeah. like you're saying, I just I, I see them winning out. They're just the better team to every single one of those players, or every single one of those teams. So, um, you think that they finish the season and they're fifteen and two? Yeah, that's that's my prediction. That's that's what I'm going on record with fifteen and two. Um... But yeah, definitely some a couple of tough games left. But I they've played certainly their that tough stretch and and seven and two, so they would have to kind of maybe overlook a team. Um, That's like, kind of like another Seattle. Colts game. It'd have to be like another yeah. Colts type game, or like maybe the Texans jump up there and you know, um, just something like that yeah. where you just 
you know, you may have a big ass lead in the division and just kind of like, oh, we got these guys kind of thing. And it just mistakes happen. The game gets away, something like that. Um, but I don't see him losing the Broncos either time. No, uh, me either. Let's ride. <laughs> <laughs> that guy um, is so, such a such a dork, man. Russell Wilson. Have you seen the clips of him doing it over and over and over? It's funny. Oh, yeah, um, working out in the so, airplane. Yeah, like yeah, we're gonna we're gonna work all night. We're gonna work on the airplane. <laughs> and yeah, let let's ride, Broncos country. Let's ride. That I don't even want to talk about the Broncos. They're they're everyone that's been over overplayed. Um, but like you know, let's let's be real. I know there's a couple teams out there that um, are real threats. Does does the not having much of a run game and giving up, you know, a lot of points some games, you know, then kind of letting end of fourth quarter slip sometimes teams like the Bills and stuff. Does did you really think the Chiefs have what it takes to win a Super Bowl this year? Yeah, I think this is the best team they've had um all around. And I, I think that run game, you know, you saw Pacheco have a he's had a couple of nice games. So he's he's been the starter for a few weeks now. And um I think that run game could start to to get going. Um but, God, if they could keep yeah. McKinnon healthy, he looks so good at the in the playoffs last year too. Yeah, I mean he's he's really good. He's a he's a good receiving back, but I think Pacheco is the better just pure runner from what I've seen. But yeah, I mean they absolutely have to, like I said, I think they're the best that they've been since Mahomes has been here. I think that defense is the best it's been. That run game gets going. It's it's going to be real tough to beat them uh, come January. So, speaking of Pacheco. Why did Edwards Alaire lose his job? Like, do you? I don't. I didn't ever. I didn't ever hear anything about it. Do you think it was just they want to try the rookie, or they weren't happy with how Edwards Alaire oh, was yeah. doing? Was he hurt? What was the? No, he wasn't hurt. He, he just flat out got benched. Um, he had I think three carries this last game. So no, he just flat out got benched for Pacheco, and Pacheco's showing that he's he wasn't he's, doing uh, bad though. I mean, in fantasy. He was doing decent, you know. Is it just that you think that they thought he was that the rookie was better? Oh, he is better. Uh, no, I mean Edwards Elaire. I'm not sure what his fantasy numbers are, but it does not translate to the to the actual game. Yeah, he's he's up there getting stuffed at the line. He has horrible vision. I mean, you could you could just see these huge gaps that the line creates, and he's just running away from it. And yeah, he's just not. He's he's supposed to be a good receiver, but you know he's. That's kind of where I feel and... like he's like a Singletary for the Bills. Like, he's not a good in-between-the-tackles guy. Maybe he doesn't have the vision. I mean, out in open space, he, maybe that's where he was getting all his points, was getting the cat, like the little short reception touchdowns and stuff like that. But Yeah, um, that's mainly what it's been. And, you know, he's he doesn't have the speed to get to the outside. He's just horrible draft pick. He's just not – yeah, it was time to move on, and I'm glad they, they did. Check out so looks... you think they'll – in the offseason, you think they'll keep him or you think they'll uh, kind of move on from him? I is think it, it's is it the end of his rookie contract this year? Um, yes, or is it I'm next year? Sure. I, well, I believe it would be his fifth year option. So yeah, I believe this is this will be his last year. You think they'll move on from him? Yeah, yeah, it's it's time. He has not lived up to his to his draft pick that pick at all. And that line too. I mean, they can run block. I mean, that's their strength. You got those three guys in there: Joe Tooney, um, Creed Humphrey. 
Trey Smith, those guys can run block. So there's really no excuse for the lack of production. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, I saw that Pacheco had been starting, um, but I, I didn't, you know, I didn't really notice or see what happened. I don't follow the Chiefs super close. Uh, so I didn't know why Edwards Alaire got benched or if it was because he got nicked up or he did something in the locker room. You never, I don't feel like we ever really know the story, but I didn't know. I was just kind of curious what your perspective on it was. Um, as far as like the biggest weakness, what do you think, if you had to put like, you know, even if it's not even that bad of a thing, what would you say is like the thing that needs the most work or the thing that you see is like what needs um, probably addressed in the offseason or the biggest weakness of the Chiefs right now? And it may, you never know, like a lot of these teams, they fix it the last month, the last couple months of the season, you know, but where do you feel like they need to improve at the most right now? Yeah, definitely the tackle position, and that kind of started this this past game because uh, I guess Wiley got hurt, so they put in Prince, and he he played great. He had a damn good game. Um, Brown had a decent game, so you know they played probably the best that they played as far as the tackle position against uh, against the Jaguars, and a lot of that was just uh, Prince coming in and uh, playing a lot better than Wiley. Um, other than that, you know, the run game and, and that's starting to improve. So, and that's one thing that Andy Reid's been just so good at in his career as a head coach is fixing those weaknesses kind of midway through the season. Uh, but yeah, certainly you got to protect Mahomes. And there's just been too many, uh, too many free passes there on the right side of that line from the right tackle position. So hopefully Prince can step up and hopefully they keep playing him because if Wiley gets healthy and you know, they have a decision to make there. Hopefully they make the right one because Wiley's not not the guy. Absolutely. You know, I think line in general, man, there's just been a lot of injuries this year, but line in general is one of the hardest things to find good positions. And then you'll get one, not the others, and then you'll get the others. And by the time you get those, the other guy's already out of his prime. Or You know, this it's hard to get a full group of linemen at the same time, you know. Um, yeah. But as far as, you know, kind of looking into this game tonight, man, Packers and Titans are probably two of the like, – it's kind of strange because the Packers are now kind of more of a rushing team. Aaron Rodgers only threw the ball 20 times last week. I mean, he threw three touchdowns. But, like, you know, whenever Aaron Rod, whenever you got Aaron Rodgers kind of being backseat to um, the run game, their two-headed monster at Dylan and Aaron Jones, and then you got him facing Derrick Henry – um, what do you think happens in that game? Who wins and what do you think the score is? We're literally like, you know, a few minutes away from that game right now. What do you think happens? Yeah, I think it's going to be a close game. Again, these primetime games tend to be close. These Thursday God, night Thursday games. Thursday games normally suck. Yeah. I hope we see a good oh, one. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, tend to be lower scoring and the underdogs tend to cover. So I think it's going to be a close game. Originally, I was going to go Tennessee, but – They've, you know, they got some starters out. Their starting center, Ben Jones, is out. So they're going to have a backup center in. Cold weather, that tends not to bode well. You saw that missed hand, uh, the missed snap there and what that did to Buffalo. So when you get, you know, a couple of bad snaps, that could change the outcome of the game. Um, their kicker's out. So I know that they signed Josh Lambeau fresh off of losing his lawsuit against the Jaguars. So <laughs> he's a good kicker. I think they'll be okay there, but yeah, losing your center hurts, especially when you run the ball a lot. Um, they got some safeties out 
And I saw I just saw a stat too a little while ago that um Tannehill's 0 for 10 in cold weather games. So yeah, I don't wow, I, think I did not know that. Uh, That's interesting. I think I'm going with Green Bay. I was gonna go Tennessee just because it's hard to imagine the Packers right now putting together two wins in a row, but I yep, I think they're they're good tonight. I you know, I so my pick, um, and I just kind of went over it a little bit before um you came on. Um, what I picked was, uh, my final score, I think it was, hold on. I picked 27 to 17. I picked Tennessee to win. Um, my main reason why is I feel like, um, with Derrick Henry, I feel like Green Bay's got, you know, if they let Pollard average over five yards of carry, I feel like Derrick Henry's going to average more than that. Um, <laughs> he's a he's just a beast um but i just my whole thing is i'm betting against green bay putting games together when they were just off a five win streak i didn't even like they were down 14 points in the fourth quarter you know what i mean so i just don't i don't think that they can put two together i really don't i think they got lucky and it was just dallas being stupid and not running the ball really or they would have have it be on a six game losing streak right now yeah, I mean Dallas is gonna Dallas, so that's what I yeah, said. They, I was like, I'm never picking Dallas to win ever again in prime time because they choke every time yeah, to a decent absolutely. opponent. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm gonna go twenty to seventeen, Green Bay. Yeah. I you know, that's that's it could happen. I think um and that's kind of my I my interesting thing that I'm gonna look for is uh what in the world is gonna be the the winner of you know, is it gonna be more of like a because this is the way that I've always – I'm not sure if it's better to build teams with, like, one superstar running back, like a top three running back, or to get a dual threat, like the combo of two different guys to kind of rotate. And I, that's kind of what is up against right now. And they're both leading – you know, they're both in the top ten in rushing. So it's like, which one is going to win tonight? You know, whenever the rubber meets the road, both of these players – both these teams need to win to stay in the race. So it's like, you know, is is it going to be the two-headed monster or just the one superstar, you know? But uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be good. I think it's going to be a good game for Thursday night, but that's not exactly Dude, it could be a thing anything. fire, too. Yeah, it could, end up being, it could end up being like 13 to 6 and like nothing happening. You never know with these weird Thursday. That's my only thing, these Thursday night games. I did not know that stat of the uh, – Oh for ten, that's that's wild. Yeah, yep. So oh for ten in cold weather games doesn't bode well in Green Bay tonight. And he's injured, so kind of, you know, with that ankle. Yeah, yeah, he's not fully fully healthy yet. So, but yeah, that and I think the injuries is going to be enough to put Green Bay over the top tonight. But I think they're going to have to run the ball, Green Bay. I don't, I don't think you're just going to see Rodgers throw up and down the field like he used to. I, yeah, no, definitely not. I mean, Watson had a coming out party. Christian Watson was balling. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, he's he looked damn good. So I yeah, I think he's gonna probably keep going to Watson and try to build a relationship there. That would be the smart thing to do, but so real quick, one last thing before uh, I want to go back to the MVP thing. So uh I know you think Mahomes is gonna win it and he's got a good shot at it. Um you don't think say Justin Jefferson keeps balling out the way that he is, and Tyreek Hill goes over 2,200 yards with two a quarterback, you know, which everyone, you know, is, I think everyone's really 
I, I'm, I didn't think it was going to work this good. I was hoping for him to have success. Um, I didn't even think it was going to be like this. But let's say Hill goes over 2,200 yards and Justin Jefferson just keeps balling up and putting out, like, you know, these crazy catches. And, like, because that won him the game. There was, like, two or three catches that were insane that he made that kept drives going. That's they That won him the game. Do you think that either was, one yeah. of them have a shot at winning the MVP? Um, I don't think Jefferson does. I think if, if Tyreek puts up over 2,000 yards, but it's a quarterback award. We know that. So, no, I, I think it's going to go to a quarterback. Which So, say the, the Vikings way... almost went out. Say they finished the season, same record as the Chiefs. Let's say they're both 15-2. and two. And Jefferson puts up just about as much as Tyreek Hill. They're both over 2,000. You don't think either one of them have a shot? Because no, I think the Dolphins are going to win award. that division. It's quarterback award. It's going to Mahomes. It's going to, you know, earlier in the year I thought it was going to go to Josh Allen. He's been struggling, so I think Mahomes is the the favorite now. But um, yeah, it's, it's a quarterback award. I don't. Do you don't think? Speaking of Josh Allen, and then after this, we'll we let you go so we can get off and watch these games and stuff. But do you think that because the Bills are thirtieth in rushing, just thirtieth? That's it. Do you think, like, so this is just kind of something that me and um, one of our other friends, Donnie, in our league have been talking about because he really thought Cook was going to take over by this point. Dude has a total of 30 carries all year, and he had 12 in week two. In that week two game, whenever they gave him the 10, it was like 10 or 12 carries for like 58 yards or 60 yards. He was averaging over five yards a carry that game, and then for the rest of the year, he has 20 carries from week two. Do you – I mean, do you think it's just bad strategy or like what? Like, whenever a team does something like that from a rookie and completely gives them no shot, like last week he had five carries. What do you like? Wh- why do you think that they do like, you know, why do you think it's just Josh Allen just kind of being like, let me do what I want? Do you think, like, what do you think is up with that? Like, I don't, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you know. Have you seen much out. of the Bills this year? Um, not a whole lot, but yeah, I mean, some coaches are just there's they like to bring guys along slowly and but to me when a guy shows flashes as a rookie, you've got to you got to get him touches. You got to let him build on that and that's why I like, you know, what Andy's been doing with Pacheco. He's he's shown some flashes and so he's given him the opportunity, but yeah, I mean, some coaches they just they they like their veterans and it's yeah, just strange because you know they got they got Singletary. They just traded for Hines, and they got mm-hmm. Cook, and they're not using any of them. It, it just it's weird. Yeah, and of course you got Josh Allen too. He, he runs like the ball for a example, lot. their all their running backs last week had like I think it was a combined um, like Cook had five carries, uh, Singletary had twelve, and Josh Allen had like double the yards of both of them. He had six carries. He had more than Cook did. Like it's just, it's, yeah. it's, it doesn't make – I don't know. It's a weird offense to me, and that's why I feel like, you know, whenever they go to the playoffs, it's not sustainable, and that's why they keep losing in the playoffs because they – like, you think they would experiment with their, you know, their running backs so that way they'd have some sort of a – I don't know. It's like you know Josh is always going to be the one. Like, just key him down and, like, I don't know. It's strange. Yeah, and they found out, you know, if you don't run the ball to close out games, look what happens, you know. So like yeah, drop they're... everybody back in coverage and spy him. 
Yeah. And you just gotta be able to get him down. That's the hard part. And he's made some mistakes too. So yeah, you gotta I mean, keep defenses on their toes. You gotta run. I mean, the ball. he's getting you know, you get nicked up when you're taking all those hits. Like he his elbow injury and some of these other injuries, like the they're just gonna I f- I'm worried they're going to start piling up on him. Like whenever you're doing, taking all these hits from D tackles and DNs and stuff that you shouldn't be linebackers hitting you, all that kind of stuff. Like I just, I feel like it's not sustainable. Yeah. It seems like they kind of promote it out there and they, they want him to take off and run, but absolutely. I mean, you got a stud quarterback like that. You've got to protect them. And you know, if you want to run the ball, give it to your running backs more because you can't just let him go out there and, and take these hits. It's, it's ridiculous. And, you know, you look at the Chiefs and how Mahomes got hurt several years ago with a QB sneak against the Broncos. You haven't seen him QB sneak since. So it takes you know, one gotta, play. One play. Yeah, exactly. And and that's just a QB sneak. And you know, you get a guy like Allen who's running full speed and you know, he gets leaping guys like Yeah. That's why I hated yeah. what happened with one Lance. Shot. It was it was one play. Like it was then on that play, he should have done he should have handed it off anyway. And yeah. like, why are you trying to run between the tackle? Or like, you're he literally was going. He took off on a run between the guard and the tackle. Got caught up, and one guy pushed his leg up with his back, and the other guy fell down on it. Like, just snapped his ankle. Like things like that happen, you know. But yeah. it's just it's weird. I don't know. I just don't think that that's why. In my mind, I don't even see the Bills even winning their division because it's not. I, I just don't feel like it's one of those things unless they change it. You can't give your running backs like a total of 17 carries between all of them and win games. Hey, my guy just caught a touchdown. I'm winning my fantasy game right now, finally. <laughs> Looks there like the go. Titans are on the board. But, yeah, man, thanks for stopping by, man. And uh, we'll have to have you on again soon, man. I'll let you go on ahead and get back to watching the game. And, uh, yeah, man, good luck to the Chiefs. Hopefully the uh, we have a Chiefs-Niners rematch, and this time we get a little revenge. I like everything but that last part. Yeah. <laughs> no revenge. But hey, man, speaking of revenge, I, I'm going to need a Madden rematch sometime. So hit me hey, up. I'm down to do it tonight. We can get it on while we're playing this game if you want. I'm, I'm definitely down with that. Yeah, just let me know, man. Hey, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. All right, no problem, man. Have a good night. You too. Man, uh... That was awesome. I'm going to have to do more of those. Um, wasn't sure how that would go. It was the first time doing that little uh, interview process with a fan. I'll probably have to start knocking out some more of those. Um, but, yeah, I um, last thing that I'm going to go over, I'm kind of getting into watching the football game. I'll make another episode here probably tomorrow, um, maybe the day after. Um, I'm going to move the suite, um, do the suite seven um, on that episode and probably add in another one of those interviews. Um, but something that I want to touch on is that, uh, the Eagles just added Indomitian Sue and, uh, Linvault Joseph literally within 24 hours of each other. Um, they are going all in hard in the paint this season. That sures up the run. So Eagles are no joke like that. Honestly, you know, Sue being a champion, um, you know, everywhere that he goes, he makes the defense tough. He's, you know, from, you know, going to Nebraska, going uh, to Detroit. Everywhere he's been from Detroit on, Nebraska on, the dude has just been a monster. And so that's a huge signing. Like that, um, those two guys, both of those guys, they're probably going to rotate them. Um, and they've already got great D-line. So 
That's massive. The Eagles are they're they're going hard in the paint. They're making no mistake on what they're trying to do. They're trying to win a ring this year. Um, that right there was their biggest weakness, and they just addressed it with two big time veterans, um, two guys that are going to add a lot of toughness and strength to that defense. So I'm going to have to go in and kind of dive dive in and see where I feel like they're going to be. I can't wait to watch those guys play. That's going to be awesome. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go on ahead and end this episode and wrap it up. Next time, we're going to go over the Sweet 7. We're going to also break down um, literally all the different picks. We're gonna, I'm going to start getting ready. I'm, right after this, I'm going to go and start breaking down um, the week's schedule and start going and doing some evaluation of what I think is going to happen. I'll pick my Sweet 7 and go over those with you. I'm going to do another, bring on another guest. That was fun. Uh, we'll do that again. It'll be a different, uh, different fan from a different team. Um, go over and knock some of those similar questions out and it's going to be great. We'll have uh, a couple extra little things in. It's going to be a short and sweet episode, but it's going to be exciting because it's going to be jam packed. Uh, don't miss the sweet seven. And, uh, until next time we go to the land of six, have a great night.